Welcome to this week's episode of the RV Small Talk Podcast, where we talk about trailers, truck campers, and the people and places and adventures that go along with them. This week, I'm your host, Clint, and I don't have PJ or Lindsay, but I do have... Laura Sandberg. Who happens to be my best friend and wife, and we're going to talk about things. I'd like to direct your attention to rvsmalltalk.com. If you like this episode or you want to check out the show notes for any other episode we've ever done, head on over to rvsmalltalk.com. Also, you can join the conversation over at our Facebook group. That is RV Small Talk Community. Find us there online. We talk about most anything RV or travel related, or at least we try to. Share your photos, your stories, your questions. We'd love to hear from you. And every Friday, we go live at noon central time where you can just basically join us in a kind of video person-to-person sort of thing. Anyways, let's dive into this week's episode. Let's go. Let's do it. All right. So, some ground rules, Laura. <laughs> You're not used to being on the microphone like this. No. And I've somehow goaded you into doing this, even surprised you with this at dinner this evening. Yes, you did. But hey, we'll give it a go. I'm here and let's see what happens. Yeah, it, it's it's going to be super easy for, for me. <laughs> oh, you think? Uh, at least until editing, in which case you're probably going to give me lots of rules to play by, which I pr- pretty much usually throw out the window. Just ask PJ and Lindsay. No, I, I know. So at any rate. Um, so here's the deal. Um, PJ and Lindsay are out for this recording. We just ran out of time. It's been super busy at the dealership. Lots of lots of things to do, fires to put out and and whatnot. But then the two of them had to head off to the TRV A, TRVDA, something like that. One of those conventions that dealership people have to go to. I didn't have to go. Yes. Yes. But they had to go to uh, to do the networking and decision making and stuff like that. So good luck to you, PJ and Lindsay, over at the Texas RV Dealership Association this weekend in Bastrop, Texas. We hope that goes well. In the meantime, Laura, I thought that we would just talk. We would talk about um, some of the trips that we've done um, and the travels, how it's not what we would have thought and yet it's what we do so um so what's what have you thought about our last two trips the last two trips in particular all right let's see the last two trips were most recently we took a three-day weekend down to the beach Mm -hmm. at texas beach um and right before that was a trip to Colorado for five nights. Mm-hmm. So those uh, both were things that we've had on the radar for a few months now. And we've all been very excited about them. And I say overall, they were successful. We had <laughs> overall. If you could only see the pained face as she says that because she's trying to choose her words and, and keep it in a good light. Here's the deal. When we travel, it's... it's is it fair to say we don't travel and expect rest and restoration and peace? That is, that is absolutely fair to say. And we keep our expectations, I think, a bit a little bit low because of prior experiences. We, um, Well, maybe, maybe we balance that. <laughs> okay. we, we learned a few lessons on some yeah. trips. We no longer go expecting 
rest and peaceful moments and mm-hmm. calming and and settle your mind to we 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 just that's not our thing we would love for it to be our thing but we know not to expect it yeah. we keep those there. expectations low however we have found lots of value now yeah. and we travel with our kids one who has just turned six and one who is two days away from being three mm-hmm. and they are boisterous <laughs> yes so right no it was it has been good it has been challenging um the packing and leading up to it and the getting there you know there are absolutely challenges to it but overall you know we just find so much value in trying to get these experiences uh for our for our family for the for our memories for the bonding Mm -hmm. and also just being outside because it's somewhere that you and i love to be and we kind of were just trying to get our kids to like that too right a you know, little bit of selfishness to it um it may not be relaxing now but hey maybe in the future um it it probably will be so yeah well i think that i think that we we fight uh the attention span of yeah. of our backseat i can't just call them passengers they really drive our lives but <laughs> right and i think that's also what i was saying about trying to keep expectations low maybe not low but expectations appropriate i think is what i'm trying to say it's not you know realistic to expect a two-year-old to be able to i don't know do any number of things Mm -hmm. um one day so it's just trying to keep expectations appropriate for them they're being perfectly two and perfectly six so we have to remember that um with what we're trying to do well, maybe let me maybe give a little bit of an example of our expectations in our current season. Right. Mm-hmm. When we travel, of course, travel eating up the miles is not always easy because you don't know um, how it's going to go with restroom breaks or snacks or food or naps. If they're going to fall asleep, if they aren't going to fall asleep, if they're going to be fighting over things in the back seat, if they're going to drop the same toy all the way to the floor where you can't turn around and reach it, I don't know how many hundreds of times. All that's going to happen. You just don't know the mix of it. Right. But our number one known fact that I can think of right now, at least to me, is the first night oh my gosh. camping with our two kids is going to make us wonder why we try every single time. Every time. Yes, every time. But, you know, we know that now that we know that that first night is likely to be just awful. And Colorado kind of topped that out. The first night at Colorado, it was just, I mean, even the setup there. And that's another thing that we've, you know, mm-hmm. anyways, the getting set up, all of the travel. And then that first night, I mean, it makes sense that it all just stacks up and becomes just a perfect, you know, perfect storm. Mm-hmm. We kind of know that in our heads now, so it helps some with the sanity of it. But still, despite that first night of Colorado, I think we both wanted to quit. Oh, yeah. But we couldn't because we're 900 miles away from home. I mean, what are you going to do besides we better believe that I'm going to stay there and stay a couple more nights? I am not going to make that car ride home again. So, And our pattern with our kids is we know that first night is going to be bad. The kids are in a new setting. They're in the trailer. They're excited. They've been cooped up so they have unspent energy there's a lot going in on this motions and yeah maturity yeah. issues and whatnot if we can make it through that first night mm-hmm. we will be battered mm-hmm. come the next day and yet the next day two days however long our trip is 
will be so much better. We just got to make it through the getting there, travel, and that first night. Right. So with that, we make plans around that. You know, of course, we don't want to go somewhere for just one night. You know, we try to stay at least two nights or three when we can. um, Right. To at least make all of it worth it. Right. And two nights. So I think that our nights tend to get uh, progressively better. Yes. So one night is bad. That To me, that's not a, that's not a worth it trip mm-hmm. at this stage of our family life. Right. Two nights, I'll consider it if it's fairly local. Mm-hmm. Three nights, now we're talking. That third night, the kids have really settled into we're, we're in this, this place. And that's when, even though we don't look for more rest and relaxation and peace for our family, things calm down a bit in our family we're removed from our daily location and and stuff like that enough and they have settled into this outdoor space that uh the i guess the four of us start to be friends again (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) and so then we had the the beach and i don't remember the first night of there being quite as bad as some of the others are you kidding what was the first night did i just block it out of my memory wow what happened okay well first off second night was at rude neighbor that no came up. that was the first night that was the first night yeah oh yeah our, that was awful yeah our first <laughs> night so it's not always the kids that uh right. that causes problems the first night we were down at the beach down near corpus christi texas um we were in a campground that was walking distance to the water of the beach so it was a campground near the beach not on the beach at any rate we about i guess 10 something at night so the kids went to bed easily, and that usually is what trips us up. Right. So the kids were asleep, and then- Because they got wore, wore out. We, we kept them up late. They got wore out. We mm-hmm. did have family there. Your sister and her family there. It was we fantastic setup for, for us to meet up with them. But we had a, a neighbor, if you will, pull mm-hmm. in late at night and pull out a, you know, a battery operated and it wasn't a drill it wasn't a hammer drill it was a battery operated impact gun and he went around his trailer i don't know how many times to use that impact gun on his leveling well on his stability jacks but he was using them as leveling jacks and it was loud mm-hmm. and it was and, it, and he was actually doing this about 10 30 at night and then, then they had a golf cart that they unloaded and they had to tinker with it at night to get it working. Mm-hmm. It's a gas powered golf cart. And at one point the truck headlights were aimed right in your window. His diesel, window. his, his, uh, his three quarter ton, uh, dually, maybe one ton. Cause I'd already his, fallen asleep. Yeah. His dually diesel, he pointed at our, our camper, which has soft sided tip outs for beds canvas yeah and he turned and he had his high beams on right on our camper going right through our trailer yeah and then they fixed the the gas powered golf cart and let their kids or grandkids right around the rv park on it <laughs> and this it was probably about midnight at this point and I, I did miss that all of that part. they were the driving cart. all I around our that. trailer and the trailer of your your sister's then, trailer which yeah. is just a canvas sided pop-up and those kids were acting like they were playing chicken with their trailer. They would head like full speed at your sister's trailer and then right at the last minute, like cut the wheel and, and veer off. Wow. I missed part of that story. 
And then the golf cart died. Hallelujah. <laughs> we thought. Oh, no. What did they do? And, and here's the deal. I was dozing in and out. So I didn't actually get all this. Uh, Shannon and George um, recounted a bit of this to me. Um, because it was their trailer that was in the crosshairs of, of <laughs> yeah, the kids in the golf cart. Um, the the golf cart broke and they had to push it back to their trailer. And then now it's now it's well after midnight. And you think, okay, they'll leave it alone until the next day. No, they worked on that thing in at night, making noise, working on it, and got it running and went for it again. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was bad. Um, at any rate, for, hey, I slept through the golf course. Well, you part. were exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but one reason you were exhausted is is after this was happening, maybe it was the second night. We, our, our son, our son, he is he's a little bit prone to calling out, crying out in his sleep. And I have a feeling he gets this from me because I, I was a sleepwalker and a sleep talker. And I think that he's kind of in that vein. But he was like crying out or whimpering. And you got out of bed, I don't know, 30 times. In Colorado. Yeah. Was that Colorado? That was Colorado. I'm getting it all mixed you up. You know what? The beach trip, he did actually have an awful night going to sleep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was screaming and mm -hmm. crying stuff. And I couldn't <laughs> tell if he was awake. I well, I even just going to sleep, but yeah, I totally just try to block this stuff out of my memory if I can. So now wow. it's coming back to me. I mean, thank you for this reminder. Wow, I'm so. sorry for the trauma. <laughs> and we had nothing in our refrigerator to help except for Dr. Pepper, <laughs> and he's not a psychiatrist. <laughs> I have started taking some kids' melatonin, and if I can remember, give that to them just a little bit before bed, and I think that could help. We don't do that regularly, but for yeah, the trips, but. yeah. Anyways, for that first, yeah, so that, so first, that night first night, syndrome. yeah, trying to <laughs> trying to figure out some tips to make it through that first night because we know we need to hang in there and push through it, um, mm -hmm. survive it, survive it. Here's another thing that we learned about taking the kids is we can have they need activity, right? They need engagement and they need experiences in the outdoors. So they've done fishing off the bank, fishing off of a boat with with their uh, uncle. They've gone on short hikes to see waterfalls like Treasure mm -hmm. Falls. I mean, short hike, beautiful little mm -hmm. hike in Colorado. Um, we we do these things with them for experience and all that. But um, also kids need activity. Mm -hmm. Kids need that, that outlet, that activity, that engagement, that mind building. But at this age, six and almost three, it's it's super foundational stuff right i think just the fact of being outdoors is so key for just for childhood you know getting mm -hmm. to take that walk up yeah. to the waterfall i mean sure there's some risk to it i mean our son is a natural at you know he's he's two but he's still pretty clumsy and fallen um right so there is some risk to it but i mean that's also how they learn by getting their sure. feet in their balance you know being i mean at the campsite there were big rocks all over the place you know that's just in colorado yeah, yeah in colorado yeah i mean i don't three foot rocks maybe even a couple of oh they're bigger yeah sure. okay um and i'm not gonna fight that fight of telling them not to climb on the rocks and and jump off I mean, no and i would want there. you to yeah, yeah. 
I mean, that's so we. So there's always some risk to that, you know, as a mom now, you know, cringing a little bit as I see him wobbling up there. But, you know, he loves jumping off and playing with the sister and making up their own little games, Mm -hmm. you know, pretending. And um, so, you know, we'll have some low key stuff like that with just letting them bebop around the campsite and um, playing their games, jumping on the rocks and stuff. But then, you know, there comes a point when, okay, we need to have a little bit more of an adventure. Mm -hmm. Uh, We took some trips walking down to the uh, Creek that was, I don't know, 50 yards from our campsite. Yeah. Some. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, which by the way was amazing to listen to exactly and to wake up to. five nights of listening to that babbling creek i mean that that put me in my happy spot mm-hmm. so um but yeah just even though at the, the age they are that stuff is super cool and it's going to make some good good memories at least yeah. for the six-year-old i'm not sure how much you know my son will remember but uh the six-year-old i mean that's I remember as a kid being about that age and maybe a little bit older and, you know, there was a fallen log that was over a small creek and, you know, we balanced our right. way and walked across that. You know, I may have fallen it. I don't know. You know, it's just a small creek, but that stuff was super cool. And like, sure, you don't get to do that here in your neighborhood. Um, so it's just such a neat experience. And so it doesn't take much at that age to be able to be cool and impressive right you know and they were so thrilled with being able to to go fishing right um in in colorado and one of the the uncle that we got to saw, see that time cody he had brought a brought a fold-up boat okay, so his <laughs> boat is cool it's it's a little boat um i don't know it's i think they actually call it fold a boat or something like that. Okay. It's a plastic or polymer boat that has a few seams and you can fold port-a-boat. it almost. Yeah, port a boat. That's it. Port a boat. And and mm-hmm. it folds almost flat and you put a, a little battery powered um, trolling motor on it and you can putz around these high altitude lakes and fish and the thing's fantastic and it's great for kids mm-hmm. and you don't need a boat trailer. It's I mean, there's a lot of things. Anyways, I digress. The thing's cool. Right. Yeah. So just, you know, some... Real neat stuff with that. But yeah, they both caught caught a fish or two. You know, you and I did as mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was just so neat for them to be able to reel that in by themselves. And, right. You know, just, it, well, when the six-year-old caught her fish, you know, we weren't even looking. And she, she just started reeling in and yelling at us, I, I got a fish, I got a fish. Exactly. And she did it all by herself, got it pretty much up to the bank by herself. And, right. You know, was super thrilled that it was at Rainbow Trout because yes. what's cooler than Rainbow for a six-year-old exactly. girl? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, but yeah, just the time of our, our life. I mean, I grew. I mean, Colorado's special to me because my family went camping in Colorado every summer, mm-hmm. or pretty much every summer growing up. So that is some key memories of of my childhood. Yeah, and that's part of what motivated the trip. For us, um, you know, we had a few things going for it, but, um, you know, I wanted just something that kind of, you know, personally, you know, it was neat to be able to go kind of to the same area. I hadn't been to the campground that we went to, but it was kind of in the same same area. And uh, just being able to give that experience to my, to my kids. I mm-hmm. mean, we used a trailer this time instead of a tent like I did growing up, but I... You know, our, I think you camped on picnic tables, not in tents, but on picnic tables. Um, no, that story is from my my dad. He uh, sometimes would him and his brothers would take a sleeping bag and sleep on picnic tables. Well, they, your dad they and his brothers tent. pretty much grew up wild. 
<laughs> hey, if they if they had a fishing pole and if there were fish in that water, they'd camp wherever they needed they to. They are that way to this day, though. For sure. So, yeah. I, anyways, so you, I, I, I still maintain. I'm pretty sure you not only camped more oh, growing yeah. up than I did, yeah. but you also camped in epic places. Um, whereas this last camping trip was to the beach, which is more my neck of the woods. You know, I grew up in South Texas, and thirty minutes from the coast. Kind of the only place you can camp in summer in Texas because there's a breeze. And it's a by breeze water. And it, water. And we've talked about it on the podcast with uh, Lindsay and PJ that. If you're going to be in a hot location like Texas is in the summertime, to pull that off, you really need a breeze and you mm-hmm. need access to water. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, it can be pretty miserable right. trying to summer camp in Texas. And that's when families have the opportunity, Yeah, which is why we run to Colorado. Right. <laughs> just That's just why. Exactly. Um, it's a long run. Right. Now... As we did these little excursions, these little fishing trips and all that, we didn't hold our kids to any kind of timeline. We held them to how long were they engaged. Mm-hmm. And that was 100% long enough. Right. And we may have gone fishing a few times, but we never held them longer than their engagement. Mm-hmm. We went on a short hike that was interesting enough that they were engaged. Plus, they had their cousins there, which was if, right. if you're traveling with kids and they can have cousins or something like someone, a friend or, or aunts and uncles or grandmas and grandpas, someone around, that's such a huge help. Right. And, and, it, and snacks. Snacks oh, also are a motivator. Yes. Yeah, when sometimes took, the cousins have different snacks. <laughs> when we took that, it was a quarter mile uh walk up to treasure falls sure the easy path to treasure right. falls but i learned from my dad's experience when you know i with us girls and he had taken star starburst mm-hmm. you know to motivate us if we needed to on that um walk up to treasure falls so i did the so same so let me thing. get this straight did he like did he like crack open the wrapper and like set one down and make a little trail for you to follow no that's what we did with the chipmunks growing up starburst no with peanuts oh and we lured it oh that's a good story we had wait, wait, peanuts. You you lured them. Were you going to eat them? <laughs> no, we got them up into the. We we had a truck camper that we were borrowing from my uncle. Okay, and we lured him. This with is peanuts. a true truck camper in the back of the pickup truck. Oh, yeah, a blue pickup truck. Ooh. I don't know what model, but <laughs> it was blue. It was blue. <laughs> <laughs> um, we put peanut. You know, the chipmunk got closer, and we put peanuts up the stairs mm-hmm. to the truck camper, and. We almost got him trapped in the truck camper. I don't know Ooh, what we would have done that, if we got him in the truck camper. That would have been a mistake. <laughs> but the youngest child, which so happened to be me, mm-hmm. I think closed the door too prematurely, you know, too excited that he was close and scared him off. So, Oh, that's Providence they, there. Yeah, but probably was good that I messed that up. But, you know, <laughs> still... Oh, yeah. You already have enough stories that you'll never live down with your family. You don't need that one. Yeah, (laughs) it's true. So our kids, I don't know that they're necessarily building huge memories of these trips just yet, but they are getting more comfortable making these trips, which will make things so much better. I mean, just so much better down the road. I already have an idea that it'd be neat to try a trip to Arkansas next year if Mm -hmm. I can pull it off. And I'm already talking it up with uh, with some family to see if they might come on board. Um, I get it. Long drives with kids 
can be a hard thing to step into. But getting them used to it goes a long way. Right. If you're going to go a long way. Well, that's terrible. But I did it. Okay. <laughs> right. No, you just get them used to it. I mean, that was the longest trip that we had done with, with the two-year-olds. You know, six-year-olds made that trek before at a mm-hmm. younger age. But, um, you know, we have family all around Texas. So we've done some, you know. Well, that's, yeah, that's part of their training trips. as it is. Right. So <laughs> just we have. To go see cousins three, four, five, nine hours away. <laughs> right. So we have a few tricks up our sleeve but for the most part we also just get into survival mode <laughs> mm-hmm. um but yeah just alternating with snacks and having activities to play i'm excited because you know it's getting closer to you know to the six-year-old being able to play some games you know looking out on the billboards for you know the alphabet game okay you know see what letters you find you know just being able to interact with some games mm-hmm. or something like that mm-hmm. um don't know what kind of games we could do with a three-year-old that wouldn't drive us crazy and we're not all that big into sing-alongs in the car you know that well uh, let's talk about that ever since ever since i had my first kid my daughter i've tried to sing along with her and she has not once ever been okay (laughs) with that my daughter is a solo artist (laughs) she sings alone and you are her audience and my son it's pretty much the same way. There's our kids weren't made for traveling sing-alongs. They let me sing Old McDonald as long as we can alternate between them on who gets to choose which animal. But their favorite is to choose things that aren't animals and make me, you know, try to come up with a sound <laughs> for I don't know, book or computer, you know. <laughs> Rock. Okay, no. Oh, but no. yeah, you're right. Yeah, we're not the sing-along family. But that works for some people. So you figure out what works for you and just get them used to it. You know, you'll have some some wins and Mm -hmm. some things that you need to keep trying. But yeah. Yeah. So what else do you think kind of is in the positive category of what works while we're in the vehicles to go places? I think that um, for me, and I talked about this on our Friday live today. um, It's easy to get anxiety. Mm -hmm. um, If, as the drivers when watching the fuel gauge, it's easy to get anxiety when you're towing a trailer, particularly if it's a longer, taller setup or something looking at, okay, how, how much stress is it going to be to find a fuel station and to find a fuel station? This in a, in a situation that I'm going to be able to safely pull in next to a pump, fill up and pull out without Mm -hmm. having dangerous scenarios or too many people around. Mm Mm-hmm. And we talked about this and what I came up with in our most recent few trips is no, if my, if I, my gas tank is looking like it's halfway full, go ahead and start looking for a gas station. What's it going to hurt? The, the, the difference in price isn't going to be so great that it's going to, going to be worth it to bypass a handful of understandably easier spots. If I'm halfway empty, start scanning for a a doable gas station. One will come up. You will find something that is more clear than the others, more open, wider, wider spaces between the pumps, and then just pull in and fill up. And that's an opportunity to stretch legs and all that. 
And I get it. I come from a background of trying to to do straight hauls as yeah. much in the saddle time as possible. But I tell you what, the trip goes faster if you're okay with doing these little stretch your leg, fill up half a tank and, you know, run to the restroom breaks. Yeah, no, and I get I I get that. Like you said, you know, I also come from a background of trying to do the Let's, straight hauls and take a five minute break if you're not back to the car in that time. Your dad's old school, by the way. That's that's some old school. So stuff. there were some times that I would look over and be like, You still have half a tink. Why are you stopping? You know, am I have to unload the kids this time? Or are they gonna be upset if I you know, but but I didn't say anything because I wasn't the driver and I yeah. got that we had to we had a different element. We were, mm -hmm. you know, tra uh, pulling a trailer. Uh, so, well, if I may, also on the way up, we were actually traveling with your dad, and your dad had either our daughter with him or our son with him, depending on what time. That's true. And so we were in communication, and that having a grandkid in it, the vehicle totally changes the way he travels. He, like most parents that become grandparents, he is a changed man. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of things that have changed, yeah, used to, we tried to do the long call trips, you know, and stop as, as briefly and as, infre as infrequently as possible. Another thing that's changed from, uh, is that used to, when we would go up to these camping trips in Colorado with our tent packed mm -hmm. in the, packed in the van, we had passed by this place, um, fun Valley resorts, Oh, yes. And it was full of RVs. And class A, Class A RVs. Fifth wheels. Yeah. And putt putt and paddle boards. And stocked and fish tanks where you're Stocked fish yeah. tanks. And, you know. And they have a big old restaurant on site. Right. They have a, they have a square dancing, whatever yeah. you call it, a, just a building for square dancing. Right, right, right. We would drive by there and, you know, he'd just make some sort of comment of, that's not camping. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we keep driving and just up the road another 30 minutes or hours where we where right. we would go camping, you know, next to the Somewhere real fishing. Way more remote. Right. Yeah. You know, a campground that, you know, has 15 or 20 slots, but right. you know, still you have your own little section, your own little picnic table, and your places to hang your tree or places right. to hang your hammock. Mm -hmm. Um and that's that's where we camp. You know, it's not off the grid camping or uh yeah, you call but it it's, the public land, it's but it's nearly it's nearly primitive camping. It's just like an improved site. Right. It might have a water spigot. Right. It didn't have. Yeah. Often it didn't have hookups, but you had your water pump. Mm. Um, oh, a water pump. Hand pump. Right. Hand pump. Ah, yeah. Like we had in Colorado this yes. trip. Right. Cool. Right. Right. Just like a uh, very similar campground. Uh, but then it, one of his daughters went and married or my sister, Brittany, went and married a guy named Cody that grew up camping at fun valley right. every year since he was two years old ah since he was two and so now that they're married that's where you know they live up in the panhandle and it's real easy for them to get over to fun sure. valley so they're there once or twice a summer you know for a couple of weeks you know right a couple of weeks that's and their summer residence almost <laughs> <laughs> but what's hilarious and also very endearing is that my dad now camps at fun valley in his pop-up trailer which makes us because he gets to be nearby He's, his grandkids yeah. and his daughter 
and he gets to fish with them. Yeah, they're the only one, the sister's the only one that regularly goes camping up there, and dad likes to still be able to have the family element when possible. Right. So, hey, if that's where the people are, he's not so proud that he, you know, um, won't go. So he's happy to be there and happy to be around the family, and hey, he's getting to fish. That's his happy place. Right. So. And it's easy. He it, does usually hop over to the lake and he doesn't fish the stock oh, tanks. <laughs> you know, he's still, you know, will hold hold to that. He might go accompany a grandkid there. He but. will he will throw a hook in the water at Fun Valley just to, to help yeah. his grandkid. There's but a river. That you're right. There. He uses it as a place to rest his head and then he will hop in his truck and drive to one of his more preferred right. lakes in the Rio Grande National Forest. Right. But yes. It's okay to to change your thoughts or change your ways <laughs> with with uh, time. Yeah. So. So if you're a resort camper listening to this podcast, we have no problems with that. We get it. We totally do. We understand it. Um, it was really neat, actually, even talking with my sister because they've been going there now for you know, I, don't, I guess fifteen years about um, mm-hmm. with with their kids. You know, they're teenagers, um, almost teenagers, and. You know, even just looking around, because when we went in July, it was it was crowded there. Um, oh, so crowded. We, we visited. Crowded. We didn't have our trailer there, but we visited a few times. Um, and just getting to hear about the experiences and just watching the kids. You know, it's there's just some freedom that the kids can have there. You know, send the kid with a walkie talkie and their bike. Mm-hmm. You know, they have passes that you can buy to, to do the paddle boats or um, they have a train running around yeah. the whole place like so, endlessly. Yeah, so. so they're able to, the kids are able to get freedom in a way that modern neighborhoods, modern cities, mm-hmm. you no longer get. You know, back in our parents' generation, you know, they got to run around the town, you know, mm-hmm. or at least my parents did. Got at to least run around the, the town. neighborhood. And, and yeah. so many of us with kids in that yeah. age bracket don't feel quite that safe to do right. in our own neighborhoods. Yeah, you and I got to some, but now with our kids, it's like, ah. Uh, so sure you know right even if we're comfortable with it you know we might get cps called on us because we let our kid walk to the park you know so what are we going to be able to be comfortable with but in an environment up there you know they have sure send your kid with a walkie-talkie and bike and they tell you where you know you just keep in contact so the freedom of that it's like that really is something neat and it almost becomes like a bicycle community out there there's so many kids and parents and grandparents on bicycles mm-hmm. up there. Right. And quite a few golf carts too. Sure. But hey, they're getting time outside, you know, and there's always something to do. Right. There's and cell phone reception is horrible there. So, you know, they're not bumping around on their phones. Right. So Right. There's one place you can get you Wi Fi. Go up to the office. Yeah. And you're the, I mean it's comfortable, it's pleasant enough there. You can get coffee. Right. But um, but the kids are going to be surrounded by activities. They're going to right. they're going to want to do activities. They make friends. Right. So yeah, it's I think it's a great a great option. It just wasn't the experience that you know I wanted us to be able to have for our kids. And, right. So. Um, well, and and I had access to the uh, the Intech trailer that I the, the right. Flyer Discover, and I really wanted to be in a site that had some wilderness around it this mm-hmm. time that didn't have electricity or water right at the site we i mean i did have to walk over to the pump and get water a couple of occasions um and whatnot and we camped without being plugged into Mm -hmm. an outlet right yeah and i think that was real neat for us we've had several camping trips to varying degrees but this probably is 
the longest one that we've been able to have mm-hmm. and you know just really get into proof of concept for a few things that we were able to do this you know we like camping with family but also you know you and i are both the youngest in our families so sometimes mm-hmm. it's a little easier to you know with the young kids to just depend on the others you know and that there's no shame in that but to some degree sometimes we just want to be able to do it ourselves you know to right. make sure that we can and, um so that Are was we your adults only... yet right? no, no, the youngest kid <laughs> right you know and even just uh it's really a different there's a lot that's different about being the parent now um oh, yeah. instead of being the kid you know but like i said both of us are the youngest i'm the youngest of of three girls mm-hmm. and you're the youngest of of two with an older sister right well we were we were like i said camping down near the beach in the beaches that i went to growing up so those roads that we were driving to and from and around corpus christi and uh port aransas and Ranzas Pass, mustang island mm-hmm. i grew up going those places not really camping but it was just in where we yeah, were familiar um, and we were driving back to on the trailer with our kids in the back seat. And I, at one point in time, I looked at you and said, this is just so weird mm-hmm. being on these roads, you know, on these highways parallel to the beach. And I'm the adult in my <laughs> life. <laughs> right. That it just kind of struck me as, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the adult in my life. Right. <laughs> odd we've been doing this adulting thing for a a little while now but still sometimes surprising right but you know is as a kid growing up camping especially the youngest you know i didn't really have to worry about anything except having fun right you know my older sister obviously would have had some more responsibility looking out for me um but now that we're parents and trying to plan this stuff and make sure everything's packed and you know that and even just like up in Colorado I know the y'all were talking about anxieties like you mm-hmm. said during mm-hmm. the live show today um, one thing I kept thinking about you know going to Colorado was well bears um, oh and I and I may have <laughs> I may have caused that no I'd already had a dream about my friend getting attacked by a bear um, oh so I was dreaming about bear attacks and this was with, I mean this was a cartoon bear in my dream not like a real bear but like, like a cartoon Yogi and Boo Boo yeah yeah no kidding i mean not exactly but yeah a cartoon like that um so like i knew it wasn't you know whatever but um so at one point i was like you know i just need to get a grasp on this psalm because what am i going to do you know now that my little kids are going to be with me you know um how do i handle this and so i actually and you never really paid attention on using a bear box to oh, right. store your food yeah and stuff no like i that. didn't have to worry about that you know i knew that there were bears like when we were there um as a kid but i mean that responsibility wasn't on me i mean mm-hmm. i just had to stay close to the others mm-hmm. that was my responsibility i think i had a whistle to wear around my neck i mean probably less for the bears but you know if i got got lost i think i was wearing a, a whistle okay um but uh so anyways, I was having this little bit of anxiety or just fear, um, but I did take to Google and for once, Google actually helped calm this instead of make it worse. <laughs> you know, so often Google, you, oh no, I'm, I must be dying. You so, know, Unlike going to WebMD where, <laughs> right. where every rabbit trail ends in, in demise. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. So for once, Google helped. Um, I looked up, you know, how many bear fatalities have there been in Colorado? And it was like, 
four in the last 30 years or something uh-huh. like that. It's like, I can live with that risk. That's just statistically is low. I didn't deep dive to see how many injuries or whatever, right. close encounters, but right. that was how enough. many, yeah. How many fatalities Four in the mm-hmm. whole state over like 30 years. I bet they lose more people to falling through the, through thin ice on yeah. some of those lakes each <laughs> oh. year. I bet. Yeah. So anyways, I, I was able to live with that and I was like, okay, so I'll be on the lookout, but not too big of a deal. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Yeah. And I would say for you in particular, the, all the prep leading up to getting in the vehicle and going mm-hmm. is where the bulk of your anxiety lies. I think mm-hmm. once we get in the car, of course, the trip can be hard and the first night can be hard. We talked about this. Right. But I think the, that week before we put the key in the ignition and go right. is the hardest for you. Yeah, I would say probably so. I think that uh, we're... I think we're getting better with that with time. You know, we have yeah. a packing list now that at first we, you know, a couple of years ago, you know, we were just trying to wing it a bit more, but you know, we have finally kind of getting a good draft for a, a packing list. And um, we've had some talks on, you know, how we can share the responsibility in that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going pretty well, you know, basically it's just a packing list that we've kind of organized kind of for what, works for us mm-hmm. and some check boxes we print it off and then it's just a good visual tool you know i'll come through and check some things off you'll come through and check some things off and that way i'm not you're not you know trying to ask me how how you can help and i'm not trying to figure out how to communicate without barking orders you know what right, right, what right. you can do we've just already kind of hashed it out um so that checklist is is helping and some of the organizational tubs that we have, you know, still need some tweaking. But um, I think we have a better system going. It still is some, some work, you know, juggling that with responsibilities of full-time work and, you know, kids and yeah. their needs. Yeah. And we had daycare change, you know, a few weeks before. And that's always a transition and some stress and anxiety with that. So just just life. Sure. Um, But yeah, I, absolutely. That's the hard part. But, you know, I just want to be prepared you know the balance of not having not packing the whole house but packing enough you know we are going to be out to some degree in the wilderness and not quite sure where the nearest hospital is and um that stuff doesn't bog me down too much but uh so i i keep on kicking around this arkansas yeah do you have any other places that you kind of have in mind you know and that's the hard part and we actually had a good conversation on this right before Colorado maybe not the right time for the conversation but you know just there's so many different kinds of camping even you know we have the trailer Mm -hmm. you know I I grew up going and just kind of setting up at a campground fishing exploring you know Mm -hmm. a little bit of sightseeing but really you know once kids get a little bit older we will be able to sit in a hammock and relax there and just enjoy nature not bumping around doing all the things but then I'm, you know, also there's a lot that I want to see, you know, mm-hmm. even in Colorado, places that I haven't seen, you know, the, all the, you know, just various places that yeah. we really need to just hop around to. Well, and see. places come to mind. I, I'd love to see the great sand dunes. The I want to get, train. I want to do Silverton and Durango train with yeah. the kids. Yeah. So that's super expensive. <laughs> um, I want to go back to Mesa Verde. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I want, there are a lot of things that, maybe I went when I was younger that I want to do with them. 
right. had that experience with my kids. But you're right. There's some other things. Uh, I'd love to do Pike's Peak with them. Right. Um, and I haven't ever been to a Garden of the Gods. And yeah, I see pictures yeah. of that. And it's like, you know, even just those things. That, I love going back to the places that I have been before yeah. and sharing that with with them, with you. You know, Mesa Verde, we've both been to, but we've never done it before. Yeah. Um, so I love the idea of repeating and doing some of the things, you know, mm-hmm. going to similar campgrounds and like establishing that memory. But then is this whole other side of, but wait, let's go do something new. And there's just never enough time. Yeah. So, um, which is totally my thought behind saying, let's try Arkansas. Right. Yeah. Or someplace I've, like that next year. I've hardly ever been east of Texas. You know, yeah. I've been to Missouri and that's it. So. Yeah. And then in Texas, I want to do Big Ben. Right. I want to do Balmoray, the, mm-hmm. the pools of Balmoray. Um, so the, the Davis Mountains. Yeah. I'd love to right. camp as close as I can to the McDonald's Observatory mm-hmm. because I want my kids to be just in shock. At a, at a cloudless sky full of stars. How awe-inspiring that is. Right. And I want my kids to see that and I want to see their faces. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. Um, I think a beach trip for me every year going forward would be good for my soul. Yeah. And we've spent a lot of time talking about Colorado and not much about the beach. But uh-huh. one thing we kept just going on about while we were at the beach was... I mean, of course, that actually we were able to get some relaxing in there at the beach. Yeah, you and I split off. The, I mean, first off, we had cousins and aunts and uncles. Oh, uh, that's that's that, a very that good was, point. That was key. But but in that safe situation, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we grabbed a couple boogie boards and went out into the surf and tried yeah. to not drown a few times. It's pretty cool. <laughs> and I got to spend some time under the you know the canopy. I'm yeah. just sitting and watching the kids, you know, the two-year-old, you know, they both spent time playing in the sand and playing in the water, but right. the two-year-old gravitated to, you know, playing in the sand, you know, with the buckets. And and I got to not. go out with our brother-in-law and, and uh, nieces and nephew out to do uh, yeah. several hours of trying to learn how to do windsurfing. That's right. Yeah. Which is a neat experience to have under, you know. Right. Yeah, you know, my catalog. That's that's cool. Right. Check something off the list that you didn't even quite know you wanted to do. Bes- yeah. Besides, you're always up for doing something kind of something new, new and something adventurous. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, um, yeah. So there were several times there we just got to, you know, that I got to just sit and kind of just have a few peaceful moments. And it may have just been moments, but hey, with this crazy life we have. A few peaceful moments actually goes a long ways. So yeah. we did get more rest and relaxation or some. After that know. first night of shenanigans <laughs> right. from our <laughs> RV park neighbor. Right. So, yeah. So that was neat. Um, but yeah, I really feel good about the trips that we've done. And, you know, so we talk, okay, about, you know, that obviously that first night being hard, but why do we keep doing this? Uh there that's a good question because as we said rest and, and relaxation is that's not in the not, cards not for us. right now and yet we keep on making plans to go right and do and we i just hate ourselves no i don't think we do <laughs> um i think that when as the kids get older as they move out and all that we will be definitely looking for no i want i want a good book i want shade i want a breeze you know the quiet times i'm looking forward to that but 
when we get to these places and the kids start to engage with each other without the the environment of the house or the electronics of the TV mm-hmm. or what have you, um, when they start to engage with the, the environment out there or with each other differently, yeah, and they play differently and they play better they and they come up with different games. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Watching that happen is huge. Um, and I didn't have that much of these like camping location experiences at the age that they're at. Mm-hmm. Now, my, my parents took me to playgrounds and parks and zoos and and my grandparents had a ranch. It, it's not that I wasn't outside. Right. But I wasn't in, in many national and state parks for multiple days and overnight at their age. Right. So that's cool. And then what we saw with them just like the beach is a cool th- place because kids figure out what they want to do and they lose th- time they go into that uh that flow state Mm -hmm. mentally and we have goober boy out there just building things and digging and and crashing through things that he doesn't have that much use for the water but man he's having a blast and then our then our daughter she's just prancing all over the place just in and out of the waves and finding shells and just i don't know delightful that is so cool to be a parent and to watch. And I love that we're going to get more trips to see how they interact and learn and explore going forward. Right. Yeah. I think, you know, sometimes it's passed through my mind of, you know, maybe we're, I mean, cause we started taking, I mean, we've gone on a few trips, but you know, we started trying to camp a little more frequently when, our son was, I don't know, 18 months. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so that that had that was harder than just the first day. But, you know, I think there's value in trying to do it at the young age because if you wait until it's easier, mm-hmm. it probably isn't going to be easier because you haven't gotten some experience under your belt. You know, it's mm-hmm. going to be this you're going to be learning all the same lessons we're trying to now with the packing list and organization. You're still going to have your challenges. Mm-hmm. So it's never going to be easy. The kids might be a little bit easier but about the time that about that time is when they may be a little more attached to their friends or their right. devices and right. you know um so i think it's neat to be able to get them started now yeah. with the hopes that it's going to create some good strongholds right and i feel like internally they do whether they have great memories because they're a two-year-old whether they have real great memories or not, something internally kind of starts to get an understanding of what it's like to be out there on Mm -hmm. these outings. Right. And if you start with a 12 year old, then you kind of have to reason with them if you can. Well, they start having their own opinions. Right. You you start trying to reason with them on why this is valuable and because it hasn't been really fully set in yet. Right. Um, And maybe we'll benefit from having you know, these outings under our belt with our kids and it's already kind of in their system. Right. And we'll learn, you know, their sort of styles and ways of what they, they want to do, you know, um, you know, some of their cousins, you know, really like to go do the more adventurous thing or, you know, some of their cousins want to quote real camp, like in a tent or not even a tent, you know, they start getting more opinions, Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) but you can adapt for that as, you know, if 
if you can show them that there's different styles and different things mm -hmm. to do, you can balance mm -hmm. out the activities. Um, so, but you just have to be out there doing it. So I think that's why, you know, one of the reasons why we continue to do it even when it's not easy. Um, yeah. You figure it out. Yeah. It's where we want to be. I, you know, like I said, it, I just, it's being outdoors, you know, is, really enjoyable to me you know or at least when it's 60 to 85 you know right. <laughs> so right. i mean i right. do have some limitations on it now as an adult but you know it's really is uh just what rejuvenates rejuvenates me so sure Anyways. cool cool well um i think we've been recording this for a while well you're gonna have to cut a lot of stuff well, okay, so, <laughs> so 15-minute episode out of an hour of recording. <laughs> so, yeah, no, that's been fun. I, yeah, I think that it's a great thing that we're doing, empowering through it, yeah. and let's keep doing it. Sure, let's, let's make some more Arkan plans. Let's go to Arkansas. Yeah, and 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 maybe we'll camp a few more times in the fall. I actually kind of like using the the trailer as an opportunity whenever we go see family for holidays and stuff like that. Right. It works well. That's true. We have done some of that as well. It yeah. works. Yeah, it so. is. Very cool. Cool. Thanks for joining me You're uh, for for welcome. filling in. You're jumping on the mic <laughs> <laughs> no problem well everybody once again uh thank you for listening to this episode of the rv small talk podcast hopefully next week we'll have the full team back with pj and Lindsay jumping back in and we'll have some uh some fun and some laughs and whatnot don't forget to check out rvsmalltalk.com if you want to see show notes for this episode or if you want to check out previous episodes this is episode 100 so we have made it to the centennial mark <laughs> for the rv small talk podcast so Wow. What about that? Also, uh, do check us out on Facebook and, uh, and join in the conversation there. That's the RV Small Talk community group on Facebook. And from all of us to you, until our next episode comes out, be well, be safe, and we will see you next time.